At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis. America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis. Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I'm delighted to have you here with us today. And thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to listen in on us when, no matter what you're doing. And I love hearing what everybody seems to be doing when we're on the podcast um, while they're listening to podcasts. And I know for myself, I don't sit in front of a computer and listen to podcasts. I do a lot of different things. So thank you so much for taking time. If this is your first time listening, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to follow us. They used to subscribe. We don't subscribe anymore, but be sure to follow us. And when we're finished, write us a great review, a five-star review, and then give us some a couple of lines of words of what you loved about what you heard on today or any other episode that you've heard. So with that said, we're going to dive right in and talk to our guest. So today's guest is Rutherford Yates. Welcome, Rutherford. We are so happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. So let me tell you a little bit about him. Um, he was born and raised in Alabama. Um, he played sports. He was in lacrosse and was an All-American um, lacrosse goalie. And um, from there, he he did a lot of different things. But I really love that you did international wine and craft beer uh, work. And you went overseas to do that as well. Uh, my husband and I own a portion of a winery. So we're in great company together here today. We're very wine, yeah. wine snobby-ish, you know. Um, and so you did all these and you graduated from the University of um, Alabama in Birmingham. Can I still say Roll Tide? 
for that. I don't know if I yeah, can. you can, but we're oh, uh, okay. we're definitely blazers, and I, I gotta I gotta point that out. I'm a blazer at heart. Okay, all right, good. And uh, uh, and you know, kind of did some job hopping around, you know, just trying to figure out where his place was, and sort of ran across a loan officer. How many of us have had that, right? None of us went to job to be or to school to be a loan officer. And as of uh, March 26th in 2021, you know, so a little over a year ago in the midst of the pandemic, he said, hey, I'm going to do it. So here's why we have Rutherford on. In his first eight months, he closed 48 loans for 14 million. Now we all know that it's the, you know, it was that time when there was all kinds of loans, but not everybody who's brand new starts off that way. And you're off to a great start this year. We're already at the time that we're recording this, we're at halftime, right? We're the, um, the end of June, we're at halftime, already closing over 50 units and, and over $10 million. So you're well on your way to being a great top producer. So uh, congratulations with that. I really appreciate it. And in his spare time, I'm not going to tell you what he does in his spare time. He did tell me, but I have another question I'll probably ask you today. So um, thank you again for being on, on the show. We really appreciate it. One of the things that I love to do is bring bring on and have guests that are not only top producers, you know, in the industry, but people that are brand new, people that are struggling sometimes too, to talk about their struggles, because I want others to know that they aren't alone, right? So this is definitely a learning platform. That's why Mortgage Lending Mastery was started eight years ago. And, um, you know, but I brought you on because you sat on stage at, a, at um, the company that you're with, Assurance Financial. You sat on stage as a, one of the rookies of the year. And I was speaking at that event, you know, that big um, sales rally that you guys had that was so wonderful. And my gosh, the food, food was fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, and I was just so impressed by some of the questions that were asked and, and uh, the way that you answered them. You know, I can, in fact, I can't even remember the other rookies there. There were four of them, four of you. Um, but I do remember you and, and I think what really, um, set you apart for me was that when you first started, and I know you're going to go into detail on this, but when you first started, you did what we used to call in the business, the MCI method, which was, you know, um, one of the telephone companies, right. And it was friends and family, friends and family, the MCI method. Um, so tell us a little bit about you know, you've got your licensing, you, you're excited about being this, you got a little bit of some marketing experience, you know, in your, in your education, you had some sales. What was one of the first steps that you took that said, if I'm going to do it, get out of my way? Yeah, no, it, well, it actually started before my licensing and everything. Um, as soon as I decided uh, and had that conversation with my wife that, hey, I, this is something I think I could be good at. And it's more of up to my speed as I came from really inside sales into kind of a hybrid role of outside sales and inside sales, as I see being a lender can be. Um, my first thing was calling the people that I knew that were realtors, calling other people in the industry already and setting up meetings. Even now this is before I even started taking uh, the 20 courses, I uh, yeah. sorry, the 20 hour court. So that was, that was actually my initial thought of, all right, if I'm going to do this, I've got to have the clientele, the customer base. And the sooner I start, the better off I'm going to be. And so as soon as that decision was made, I had I started setting up meetings with, you know, uh, people that I knew from college that I knew were in the real estate game and uh, the person who sold my house and other people of that nature. Um, and so it really wasn't, oh, hey, I'm going to wait for my license to come in. It was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I got to get going. 
I love that. Yeah, I love that. You know, that is akin for me. That's akin to a lot of people do annual business plans and they're from January to December, right? Um, To me, and I've always ran my business, my practice when I was a loan officer, October to October, I ran a fiscal year. And I did that because the activities that I did October, November, December gave me the results for January. So many people are like, I just got to scramble to finish my year. And and oh, now it's January. I need I need a plan. And all those activities don't really reap the benefits until you get into that second quarter. So I love that you took the initiative, you know, in the front side. So tell us a little bit about this because, you know, we have loan officers listen, you know, for all kinds of places and owners of, of mortgage companies, et cetera, and top producers. Um, what in, in, um, in the context of, you know, getting the ball rolling, what are some of the challenges that you encountered and how did you overcome them? And I'm going to, I'm going to set up one challenge because I know this comes up and I know the people that are listening to this are saying this, and that is, well, you're new. I only work with seasoned loan officers, but tell us about all the challenges you had and how you overcame them. Sure. Yeah. That's obviously one that I ran into. Um, and just for the people listening, the biggest way to come about that objection is to go and tell them up front, hey, I'm new, but I've got a team behind me and their experience and they're not going to let me fail. So and that was a big way that I got my first shot with a lot of people. And and then, you know, you'll have some people that want to see those results before you go in and they'll give you some business. Uh, one of my realtors in Louisiana was just like that. I knew her for years and she would not give me a shot until I had, you know, about 20 loans under my belt. Um, I would say, but, you know, besides that objection and everything, the biggest other one that I I see out there is just people already having somebody. That's something that whether you're a seasoned loan officer going after new business or someone new in the space that you're always going to run into. And um, there's a really good way to phrase this. And it was pretty much, Hey, let me be your backup quarterback. At some point, the guy that you have isn't gonna isn't gonna be able to do what you need them to do. Maybe it's because they're on vacation or something else. But have my number. Know that I'm okay with taking the back seat for right now. And when you need, I'm gonna be here to to answer that call. And so that's kind of how I go about that objection. And I had that same conversation today at lunch with somebody. Is hey, you? They've been a real estate agent for 12 years, right? And I'm like, I know that you're established. You have your people. You tell me what it takes to get that one shot and I'm not going to let you down. And, and they're like, no, I've heard good things. You know, it ended up going really well for me, but that's something I think um, whether you're seasoned or if you're brand new, it's something that you're always going to have as an objection is people that already have other people. Yeah. And I love that you, you know, didn't come in and say, well, you know, get rid of everybody else. I'm the best and I, you need to be me. You know, it's more of an expansion. I used to, I love that you said, I'll be your backup quarterback. I used to say, I'll be your lady in waiting. Yeah. <laughs> your lone lady, lone, lone lady in waiting. But I have a follow-up question to that, you know, too. But I do like the fact that you um, didn't uh, you know, push everybody else down and, you know, and all that. And I've always tried to explain to realtors, you know, it's like having kids and you have kids. So you, well, you don't have kids, you have fur babies, right? But you don't just not like the, the next one, you know, hey, we got a new fur baby. And so now we don't like the old one, your heart grows and your business grows. And so it's, I always find it really comical that that real estate agents wouldn't want to surround themselves with thousands of loan officers right? <laughs> hundreds of them and you know get really good and understanding them okay so let's talk about so you're in a quarterback in waiting 
what are you doing to show value rather than just be in waiting and hoping that they don't forget your number or they don't forget you had that call? You've got to keep yourself top of mind. So what are you doing when you're um, in that situation? You know, if you're a lady, a lady loan in waiting or a quarterback in waiting. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm practicing, right? I'm practicing day in, day out. I'm going to my other sources and still closing loans, making sure that they see that on my social media, wherever it is, calling them, hey, I just had this crazy loan in Mobile, Alabama, where they went through three lenders that couldn't get it done. They finally came to the fourth and it was me and we closed it real quick and everyone's happy, right? And sharing those success stories and, and doing it not a braggy way or yeah, and there's a there's a very fine line between that, but it is saying, hey, I, you know, I'll take the hard loans and I also want the easy ones, you know, but, but I'm there for whatever you need me to be there for and just being persistent with that message. Um, and, and honestly, the lunch that I had today, it took me a year to get. And and her whole thing, her first thing she said when we sat down to lunch was you've been persistent yeah. and you know, it hasn't been a naggy way. It's been, you know, at first it was every couple of weeks. It went to every month back to reaching out twice a month. And then finally we lined something up and even when we lined it up, it got pushed back another two weeks, but we finally had that. And um, you know, just having that persistency and sticking with it, keep practicing, keep top of mind. You know, if, if you're the person, I mean, going back to the, the whole analogy of, if, if you're the quarterback that's just kind of, you know, halving it and everything and, you know, people notice that. And so yeah. you can't, you just got to keep steady. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it. So my coach uses the terminology persistent, consistent behavior, persistent, consistent mm -hmm. behavior. You know, there's persistence um, and that can be, you know, coined as sort of arrogance versus uh, or cockiness versus confidence, right? We know that there's is some persistence that can be, get, um, be put in there, but that persistent, consistent behavior helps people understand that this is how you're, this is your modality. This is how you roll. This is how you will show up all the time. And I love that. I love that you, um, that, you know, you put that in play. Okay. So that's some of the challenges that you overcome, you know, and saying, Hey, I'm new and I have to fight, you know, fight for these relationships. Now that you've had these relationships, what are the challenges you're experiencing now in keeping these relationships and keeping yourself in some type of a pecking order, you know, first string, second string, third string to keep your, I love football analogies. It's all good. <laughs> uh, no, it's a great question. Obviously this is, um, as you said from the beginning, last year was a very different market than it is this year. Um, and with that comes a lot more competition. Everyone's kind of going around right now trying to figure out, how they're going to get more business to make up the business that they lost from all the refinances and everything else. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just say, you know, I like the term that you just use persistence, consistence, and it's, it is a lot of that just, you know, staying top of mind, uh, making sure that they know that, you know, what you're talking about or talk even a big thing right now is just talking about what's happening in the market with real estate agents so that they're on the same page and, and giving them some wording even that's really i guess how i add some value is hey when your client brings up you know rates and how they're skyrocketing or whatever the term may be that the the client's using tell them to call me or you can tell them this without calling me and that's going to help you look more like a professional and and bringing that to the table and, and really just adding value to those conversations because 
it might be a, a three, five minute, six minute conversation. But if I have that that little time frame to bring a little bit of value and to help them with their problems that they're having with their clients, to keep their clients in the market instead of getting shied away from everything happening, that's a big win in their book and it, and it shows and it helps me stay uh, relevant. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, it's that consistent, persistent behavior where, you know, I was just on a coaching call and we're, while we're recording this, you know, the feds just raised the rates three quarters, the highest, you know, jump that they've ever done. And, you know, it was, we happened to have a coaching call day and I said, okay, so what, what's the game plan? They said, oh, everybody's going to be calling me. And I said, no, no, time out, time out. We need to call them. We need to be on the offense, not on the defense, right? We need to be having those phone calls and being the, the, um, uh, what do they call it? Word of wisdom. I'm having a <laughs> of reason, right? The voice of reason. Voice we of need reason. to be. The, thank yeah. you. There we go. We need to be the voice of reason, right? And the person that said, "Hey, you know, I know we have, you know, your approvals, and I know that a lot of loan officers right now, and in, you know, and not." not excluding realtors, they don't have pre-approvals out there, but they're working with clients that are out looking and looking and looking. This is the time that we have to demonstrate that consistent, persistent behavior and saying, hey, I'm reaching out to you, letting you know what this means in the market, helping you understand what it really truly means and how it impacts that pre-approval that we have, whether it does or not. And, and that type of value add is super important too to call a real estate agent and say hey fyi everybody that we have pre-approvals i've already talked to him i've already talked to him and uh, one of my clients said well that's a lot of conversations i said well then do one mass video and say hey look i'm sorry it's a mass video to everybody but i want all of my clients to understand what's going on and what just happened and so if you have questions give me a call if we haven't talked for three or four weeks give me a call let's make sure everything's still on board and because you're going to get the calls anyway <laughs> Get yeah, yeah, exactly. But you lose, but you lose when they have to call you, right? And I, I love that. Okay, so so last year, what do you think was the number one thing that, that made you so successful? And I'm going to have a follow-up question. I'm going to tell you what that question is right now. But what did you do last year? And you said, okay, now I've mastered that. What are you doing this year that's different? Okay, Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> You know, a little bit of luck last year, to be honest, um, it, and a lot of being just persistent and consistent, it really comes back to that as far as reaching out to people and, and you know, being, I think one of the, the big things that I did to help my success was just being over communicative when I have people under contract, whether that be with the, the borrower or my client, or whether that be with the, with the agent. And that really, I think, is something that I mastered and, and to get a feel for uh, when people need me and when they didn't need, need yes. me. Yes. Yeah. Anticipating um, their needs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just like, I mean, I did exactly what you said. I've, I've been on the phone with clients all day telling what's happening in the market because I know these questions are going to come, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the video, the, the big video would have been a better and easier, more time consuming <laughs> way to do it, but. I will take that as a note um, for sure. Uh, for the second part of the question, that's a, that is a great question. Um, I don't know if I figured out what it is this year so far. I think I'm having a lot of carryover from all of the work and the hard work and time that I put in last year. Um, I would say a big difference and something that I remember from what you said in our conference 
was about when you went to, to Europe for a month and didn't work at all. And that's something that I've, uh, I think that's a big goal that I've worked on personally uh, for my personal life is setting those boundaries. And um, I think that's something that I've worked on. I think that's something that I'm really starting to master a bit better um, is having that turn off, right? Yeah. And being, being able to be present in those, in those moments and set those time periods. And um, I think that I've been able to communicate that with my uh, referral partners. And they, I, I think I've gained some respect because of that as well. So yeah. um, I love that yeah. you said that. Um, I, lo- I absolutely loved you said that because, you know, I, I, in my mind, I was going, when you were saying, I'll take the bad credit and the good credit, I was going, uh oh, <laughs> right? Because it's so hard because we are so, you know, this is an addicting business. We're addicted to it. There's no question about it. It's so funny. Without a doubt. It, what's so funny about it is that it's, it's not even really the money in the beginning. And, you know, maybe later on, it's like, now I want things, but we're, because the way that loan officers are paid, you know, you don't, you're not like a real estate agent. You go to a closing and they get handed a check. You have to wait, you know, for 45 days, sometimes 60 days, depends on how your company is sometimes two weeks. And so it's not really about the money because you don't get that instant gratification. It's just the the hunger and the, and the addiction to the the win. I mean, there's the reason why there's so many, there's so many athletes and sales environments is we're addicted to winning. Like, yeah, yeah. To, to win a contract and to get to the closing <laughs> table. I get such, a phone call about a I mean, Yeah. I get paid for it. Right. But yeah. it's still, it's just like, oh yes, I won their business. I'm going to like, yeah. I'm going to make this something so much bigger and, yeah. and affordable for me in the future. Yeah. Right. So I yeah. Think and so, exactly right. and you're right, it becomes this addiction and you can get trapped into it. I love that you've recognized some of these boundaries now and that it's ironic because the next question I was going to ask you as you were going through that and just led right into it is, you know, with the volume you're doing now, you know, you've closed a little over 50 loans, you know, here we are, you know, in the middle of June and maybe, maybe your numbers are for May, but, but that's an average of over 10, you know, around 10, let's say it's eight to 10 loans a month, some pop-ups and stuff. That's, that is prime. It's a key performance indicator that says, Hey, it might be time for me to hire an assistant. So where is that business going for you? You might be thinking about that now. And you obviously are, if you're thinking about going and saying, Hey, I'm going to do what Jen did. I went to Europe for a month and had the biggest month of my life. Right. So where are you in that process now in thinking about having someone to support you? Uh, so I do have, uh, LOA I've had an LOA for really since, uh, June of last year. So it's been about a year since I've had an LOA and, um, tremendous help. Obviously it's something that once, when I got an LOA last year, cause I was, I'd started to do so much business. Once I got an LOA, it freed up about probably 70% of my day. Yeah. And that was 70% of my day that I didn't have before. Um, as far as, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about possibly bringing on a virtual assistant to help me organize a little bit better. Um, it's something that's definitely the thoughts. I think I'll probably have at least until 2023 for any movement on that happens. But to continue to grow at the size of my, that my business is growing, I know that there's going to have to be some, some giving up a little bit of what I'm making so I can keep continue to grow. Oh, right. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. 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 It's like walking to the box and I say, Hey, there's $500,000 in this box, but in order to get it, you need to give up 50. Are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
because actually that second hire does elevate you into just a higher, 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 you know, income brackets. And, and um, so the sooner you can get that person on, the faster you can move forward. (laughs) There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I I absolutely love that. Um, So tell us a little bit about the culture, not the culture of your company, but the culture of the relationship that you have with others in your office. How have they helped you um, get to where you are? How are they helping you go to the next level? And how are you reaching back down and helping others that are just coming in? Sure. Yes. I mean, I, I definitely, my success is from the people in my office in our Birmingham branch. Um, you know, starting out with Savannah Funderburg and, and Alex Ravenhorst, our two LOAs in our Birmingham office. I mean, they pretty much taught me the ropes of, of how to do all of everything on the computer, right? Without them, I'd be completely lost. And um, how they set it up and, and how they taught me how to set up myself is definitely a part of, of how I've been able to manage my time. And then as far as the other LOs in the office, um, you know, when you start and you get into Encompass or whatever your your um, your software is, you yeah. know, you're looking at the 1003 like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to remember all this. So yeah, uh, the first and now it's so much longer than it used to be. Yeah, yeah, so many. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Um, you know, now you know to start off, I was obviously getting a lot of help answering. Everyone was answering my questions, and now it is really everyone's just spitballing ideas and everything off of each other. You know, I, I help some of the seasoned loan officers in, in here. I've talked to my my boss, Eric Kelly, multiple times a day and pop into his office. Hey, got a question. Hey, got a question, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then every once in a while, I'm able to teach him something or something that I know that he doesn't. And, and so that's really great. It's a really great office environment. Uh, as we like to say, it's kind of like Madden and people yelling across the hall, hey, who's dealt with this? Who's dealt with that? Kind of <laughs> right. Um, but you know, it is it is fun. And I've, I've always kind of been a teacher in a sense uh, with whatever role I'm in. And I love doing it uh, with some of the new hires that we've had come on. Um, you know, I, I make myself available to them to answer their questions, because if no one's going to teach it to them, then how are they ever going to learn? Right. And, yeah. and I came from the same place someone had to teach me. And so it's more of a paying forward kind of attitude that I like to, to think of it as. Yeah, um, I love that. I love that. Okay, so one of the last questions that I want to ask you is about community and about charitable contribution. You know, um, we, you know, we're obviously in different, in different age brackets, we're different, you know, categories, as they call it, you know, all these categories, I'm a baby boomer, although it's really funny, if I've been born like 40 days later, I'm not a baby boomer, I'm a Gen Xer, so I don't really have a lot in common with baby boomers, right, (laughs) I don't have very much in common with them, but, um, you know, so you're, you know, being a millennial, being in that, you know, the Gen Z and the Gen Y and that, you know, all those, all those different categories, which we now know we have five different generations working in the, in the office offices today. And that's why I was asking about culture, because that's part of it. Right. Um, what, one of the things that is so powerful right now is community involvement, right. And demonstrating that you're giving back, you said pay forward, right. But giving back to people and helping out. So in your practice, what is it that you do that that pays forward in um, the non the um, uh, charitable world? I can't think of the other word now. So, you know, it's one of those things I want to I want to say not fundable, which isn't even a word. Um, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, in the charity world, what are you doing uh, to show that and demonstrate that to your community and your clients and referral partners? 
Sure. So obviously, as you know, um, Assurance Financial is a huge contributor to St. Jude. Yeah. Uh, so that's something I participate in. Um, that's our mm-hmm. you know, company, Philanthropy. Uh, on the side of that, what I do personally, I, I team up with an old client of mine from the wine days, he used to own a bar. He owns a few gyms around town, and a couple other businesses. Um, and really, he and I have kind of teamed up to go out there after philanthropies together as far as whether it's feeding firefighters or police officers and doing those types of things in the community, as, as well as we've tossed around a few ideas for um, the women's shelter in Birmingham and helping to donate some stuff to them. That's something that's in the work uh, right now. And he and I have had some conversations about it and how whatever I want to do, he, he's like, I'll match it. You just tell me you know, what I need to do for it. And so I, I like to team up. I'm more of a let's do it together instead of let me do it by myself. Yeah. Kind of, kind of person, and that's in, in a lot of aspects of my life, but especially with going towards philanthropic events, um, I know that I can make a, a bigger impact if I have someone with me doing it, right, yeah. especially if we're doing so. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, and I do remember I was there when you guys, you know, wrote that big check to St. Jude's and they had everybody there. I thought it was, you know, absolutely wonderful. And I love that you're taking it beyond just what your company can do. There's a lot of people who say, well, my company does it, so that means I do it. But, you know, it really does take a, a special person to, you know, want to donate their time and give their time, you know, to communities, um, you know, to volunteer, to be on a board, to take you know, that extra time to do that. And I think, you know, it's wonderful. So I commend you for, for doing that. Okay. So here's, here's my last question for you. If we wanted to visit you in Birmingham and we were going to spend a whole weekend with you, tell us what we would be doing. Introduce us to Birmingham and to your lifestyle. Yeah. So I'm a huge foodie as I am. It comes kind of with the wine background and everything. Um, I enjoy. Yeah. I mean, they they really do. Um, You know, personally, I like take my dogs to the dog park, doing stuff with them. That's always a good morning thing before it gets too hot. Uh, But during the daytime, it's, it's going to a couple breweries, checking out some of the really hot spots as, as Birmingham has become a big scene. We just had a restaurant down the street from my house to get a James Beard award yesterday. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of really fun, little mm-hmm. cool spots. If it's on a Saturday, we're going to the farmer's market. I mean, that's just really where the, the fun is on a, on a Saturday morning and, and, and checking out kind of what's happening around town. So, uh, I, I really like to show people, Hey, we have this huge food scene. You got to check it out and, and get one, one thing at each restaurant and kind of hop around like that. I think it's a, it's a fun thing to do. So I was like bar hopping, but with food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so you, you get full. You can drink here there if you want. Right. But, <laughs> right. You yeah. get full yeah. instead of something else. Yeah. I love it. Well, I love Birmingham, you know, and, uh, you know, when you're, when you're listening to this and you have never been to Birmingham, it's absolutely beautiful. I think a lot of people think it's flat. Now, when you go, when you go to Alabama, I mean, Alabama, when you go over to Tuscaloosa, it's very flat. Birmingham is not. Yeah. It is absolutely gorgeous. It is a beautiful, beautiful place. It's, um, in fact, I, I can't even say it's mountains. It's just like this big rock formation that's there, <laughs> you know, like a couple big rock yeah, formations. Well, I mean, we, we've got, we've got mountains kind of, and not, not compared to Colorado, I would say we, we more yeah. have like mountains everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, so. I know. And I, when I go home to Colorado, I, I'm reminded that what I think are mountains here in Virginia are just hills. 
right? They're just ill. So I love that. I love it. What would you like to leave with our listeners, those that are listening who, um, and, and you can really spread this out of the whole, the whole time, speak to a brand new person or speak to someone who's bringing people on and what you would like for them to help them with. Speak to whatever category you want, but speak directly to the people that are listening to this podcast who are loan officers and even realtors. What would you like to leave them with? You got to make the dials. I mean, that's the biggest part to success. It's something that took me a long time to believe, but the more dials you make, the more you're going to have in return. Um, you know, your margins in those dials might not be the best, but the more you make, the more you're going to get in return. So, you know, if you're new into this, if you've been in it for a while, uh, that's that's where the bread and butter is, is, is reaching out to people, not being afraid to pick up that phone and make phone calls. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Well, again, thank you so much, Rutherford, uh, for coming on and being part of this. We really appreciate it. You know, and, and as I had told you, you know, I wanted you on the show instantly. I grabbed you as you came off the stage. I'm like, get over here. I want to have you on the show. Um, you know, and I wish you the best success as time goes on. And uh, we'll be in touch again because we do some things called Beyond the Podcast. And we bring people back and say, where, where, where are they now? What's happening now? So the pressure's on. The pressure's on for oh, yeah. when we bring you back. <laughs> the pressure's definitely on. So thank you again uh, for gracing us with your presence. We really appreciate it. I love your enthusiasm and attitude. And listen, that's what a lot of this is. It's mindset, it's mechanics, and that's where the momentum happens. So love that you keep that uh, keep that going and uh, you know taking care of your family in the in the process of doing it as well. So thank you for being here, and thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you're watching. Yeah. Thanks for watching. I love when people take a few minutes and go watch YouTube instead of listening to podcasts. But, you know, I love I love all of it. Thank you so much for listening. And reminder, we have links down below. Come into our Facebook group, Mortgage Lending Mastery. Mortgage Lending Mastery. And ask to join and we'll bring you in. And you can participate in our group and our family. We have a big announcement coming up in September. We're holding off on it now. We have a big announcement coming up on, on September for anybody who's in the group. So get yourself in the group. Get connected start asking questions tag me so that i can answer those questions and then just a last reminder is that we have our next cracking the top producer code coming up september september uh 12th 13th and 14th in miami we'll hope that there's no hurricanes at that time but the weather will be beautiful <laughs> we know that we hope to see you at cracking the top producer code and we have a link in there as well for you to get registered bring your your entire group of uh professional partners, right? Whoever your referral partners are, it's not specific to this particular industry. So bring everybody, bring your team, let them learn alongside of you and you'll have something to talk about on the backside. So again, thank you so much for listening to us today on Mortgage Lending Mastery and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. 
Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.